ever thrown you a curveball that you weren't sure what to do with? You know, the kind where you think someone should really do something about this. Have you ever thought maybe that someone is me and then found yourself on a grand adventure you never saw coming? Me too. As a special needs mom, I have been saddened by what's available to my son. But instead of wallowing in it, I decided to do something about it. Along the way, I'm meeting extraordinary people and having the most wonderful experiences I never thought I'd have. I'm so inspired by what's happening around me that I want to share it all with you. Living Your Legacy is a community where ordinary people who've been called to create something bigger than themselves can come together to be inspired, connect, learn, and live into the legacies they want to see in the world. I'm your host, Michelle Slaney Travato, and this is the Living Your Legacy Podcast. everybody, Michelle Saini Travato here. I want to take another moment and welcome you to another episode of the Living Your Legacy show. In this show, we interview legacy makers, ordinary people who are out there creating extraordinary legacies, the professionals who support them, and we also offer tips and ideas on legacies that you could choose to pick up and run with in your own life. Today, I am so excited. We are going to talk about a topic that, well, it's particularly relevant to podcasting and TV shows, talking. The thing is, when you are going to create your legacy, when you are out there trying to make positive ripples in the world, there is literally no way to do it without interacting with humanity. At some point, you have to talk to a human being. Now, your pets are great, and we can always talk to our pets, great confidants, totally think you should. Talking to your children is a whole different ball game. Both my guests and I are moms. We get it. Sometimes they listen. Lots of times they don't. But in the world of creating your legacy, you need to talk to other adults. And this can be a really scary thing. So let me tell you a little bit about our guest. And then we're going to dive into why statistically people would prefer to die than actually speak in public. So we're going to address that today, um, which I think is such an important topic. So let me tell you about my amazing guest today. This is my dear friend, Ricky Smith. I adore Ricky. We have the most amazing, laughter-filled, learn lots of awesome things, conversations. And I just think she's so inspiring that I wanted her to come on and share with us her skill set because Ricky is a certified corporate trainer speaker, author, YouTube content creator, and public speaking skills coach. Like this woman is the full meal deal right there. She's got it all. Ricky believes in the value of learning, growing, and sharing life experiences to enrich and inspire the lives of those in our sphere of influence and beyond. And of course, storytelling is so important when you're trying to accomplish things. The reality is we all love a good story. When someone's a good storyteller, you would sit for hours and listen to them because it's amazing how they can craft that story and bring their audience on the journey with them. And Ricky, let me tell you, she can do that. Ricky is also the founder and chief training officer of Stratus Training and Consulting LLC, a training management company. Ricky's strength manifests through her unique ability to use her business experience to understand the knowledge and skills her participants need 
to increase their performance and productivity. So important. Ricky is an inspirational, motivational speaker with an emphasis on transformational living. She is the host of a weekly YouTube channel, Faith on Friday, that is a source of encouragement, humor, and challenge to those not only who tune in, but also to those of us who have been interviewed. Ricky took the time to interview me, and we're going to dive into that. I was actually pretty nervous, and I'm used to speaking to people. I'm a former teacher who spoke to rooms full of people who didn't want to listen to anything I was saying, and turned into a business person, turned into a networking host, turned into a podcaster. I talk a lot for a living, and still in this conversation, I was nervous. So we're going to dive into all that. Ricky, I am so excited to have you on the show. My friend, I am excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to this. Me too. Um, I always look forward to talking to you. It's so amazing. All right. So I want to start with this because I always like to get everybody's story. When you were in grade four and the teacher asked you what you wanted to be when you grow up, what was it? And did you do it? (laughs) You may not have heard this story, but okay. So what had happened was in grade four, you were what, 10 years old? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was 10. So I, like a lot of kids, got the question. So what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, I was a military kid. So we moved around a lot. All right. Let's just start there. And TV was a lot of times our babysitter. And I Mm -hmm. loved it. There were some people on TV that I saw that I knew I wanted to be. So when that question of what do you want to be when you grow up, I had no hesitation. I said it as proudly and as loudly as I could. I want to be a hooker. Oh, my. Yeah. So at that time, what did we see on TV? They did everything I wanted to do. They got to dress up. They went to parties and they stayed up late. How is this a bad plan? I don't to have say my, any answer for that. Yeah, exactly. Needless to say, my parents were not thrilled. And no, to answer your question, I did not do that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this would have been a whole different conversation if the answer was exactly. yes. Wow. Okay. So what did you do with yourself? Because honestly, the idea of being a transformational speaking coach, probably yeah. not in the realm of possibility, clearly for you when you were in grade four. So yeah, no. <laughs> what did you do and how did you get to where you are now? Like I said earlier, I was a military kid. So we moved around a whole lot. So I had lots of experiences. I learned to make friends really fast, but those friendships were so short lived because we were about to move in about 18 to 36 months. So you get in, get connected really fast, make literally deep connections, and then you roll out. So imagine that all through my childhood. I went to three high schools, not because I got kicked out, no, but because we kept moving. And so I kept doing this thing over and over and over. But I learned quickly that connection matters and the ability to talk to people was a huge thing. Then I went to school, I went to college on a cheerleading scholarship, (laughs) go figure. Yeah, then that whole college thing, I didn't know that when you get a scholarship, especially something like cheerleading, they want you to go to class too. Oh, there's that. Who are these people? I I mean, I was, that was unbelievable to me. So needless to say, I got on, I learned a new word, academic probation. And uh, I went home and I went into the military. And again, I did the thing that came natural to me. I started moving around, meeting lots of people in 
getting into different cultures and just really having a good time. But I noticed the same thing was this, the pattern was the same over and over. You got to learn to talk to people. You got to be able to relate. You got to be able to tell what it is you do, where you're going, where you've been and where you want to be. So that is where it all started. And then in high school, you know, that you, do you remember when they used to have speech in class? Yep. Yeah, me too. That was the first time I thought I was physically going to die in front of people because I didn't want to talk to people either. It was too embarrassing for me. So, mm-hmm. but that's where it started. That's amazing. And I'm so glad you brought that up because statistically speaking, there's been lots of studies done on public speaking. And the reality mm-hmm. is it is the number one fear in the world yeah. for people is standing in mm-hmm. front of a room full of people and saying something. People yeah. would rather die mm-hmm. or pay more taxes than ever. To that. Now. Yeah. And yeah. so, Just but that. yet we almost always find ourselves in a position where we do need to speak to people. If you're going to the bank, you got to speak to the teller or you need to speak to the bank manager. Or, you know, if you're going to the supermarket and you need to return something, you got to go speak to yeah. somebody, right? We mm-hmm. have to speak to people. And if you want to accomplish something in your life, maybe you're mm-hmm. going, going for that promotion. You're going yeah. to have to speak to somebody and ask for something. Yeah. So, you know, there are things that we can, we can do that we need to do that are going to yeah. really help us, mm-hmm. but it's the thing most people are afraid of. So yeah. maybe we could dig into that a little bit. Sure. Well, people hate it because people are people and people are icky and mean and judgmental and rude and socially unacceptable. Dare I go on. So the thought of standing up in front of this type of individuals, multiples, is just incredibly scary. I was surprised in your list of things that you didn't mention to me one of the most important things, dating. You're going to, yeah. True. I've been out of the dating circuit so long that I don't even know. (laughs) Me and you both. And I don't miss it. But yeah, it's hard to talk to people Mm -hmm. because they may not come from where you come from. They may not understand you. They may judge you. They may think you're stupid. You may not. There are a myriad of reasons as to why people don't want to talk to somebody else or why they have told themselves how horrible it's going to be. That was me at the beginning. It was going to be horrible. I'm telling you, I was going to literally, not figuratively, literally die in front of people if I had to talk. Yeah. Yep. That's a very interesting thing you brought up there around the things we tell ourselves, because the reality Mm -hmm. is we can wind ourselves up about something or we can Mm -hmm. calm ourselves down. But you're right. That uh, itty bitty icky committee in your head gets going um, mm-hmm. when you start thinking about these things you have to do and all the horrible yeah. apocalyptic what ifs start coming up. True. And they are apocalyptic. And it's also a lie. And it's the, the reason that we lie to ourselves like this. It is a defense mechanism. People talk about, oh, you're being mean to yourself. You're bullying to yourself. Well, I'm the other end. You're protecting yourself because we are naturally, we have a fear of some things. And some of those fears are, are to protect us, to keep us safe. And so when you think of something either that you've never done before or something that you saw somebody else fail at, mm. hmm. Yeah, because if you hit your head on that, well, then I'm just not going to do it, even though it may not hurt the same way, it may not happen, but I don't know, I've seen you do it, so therefore I'm not. Then we start telling, we start lying to ourselves to protect ourselves. 
don't do that. It's going to be scary. People are going to judge you. No one's going to understand what you have to say may not be important to them. You may lose your place. You, the 10,847 things that we say, half of them are a big freaking lie, but we don't do that because we refuse to try. Mm-hmm. And that's tough. It's, it's hard not to try because then you have, you find yourself being mad at yourself and other people. And then you become this judgmental, cranky person. It's like, I can do that. I don't know why she, well, this is my favorite. Why did they pick her to do it? Because you've been lying to yourself and saying that you couldn't. So mm-hmm. sit down and color. You'll be fine. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> True though, because people do say that or, um, mm-hmm. you know, because we feel we're holding ourselves back. We say these awful things about other people who are yeah. not doing the same. They are out there Mm -hmm. trying and stretching and growing. Oh, why did they choose her? Because of this, because we start making up all kinds of things instead of standing back and saying, maybe she deserved it. Maybe she worked really hard. Maybe she practiced in front of a mirror for weeks before that interview. (laughs) Maybe, you know, she studied and did her research on this position Mm -hmm. or the person who was interviewing her and what they need to know or what they're going to ask right? Maybe she went and sought out information from other people. We don't, we don't go to the positive side of it. We immediately start trying to cut down others because they're not doing the same things that we're doing. Right. Yeah. And that's where you get those comments. Like, how dare you? Why would you try that? No one's ever done that. I can't believe you'd be willing to do that. I'd be scared to death. If I were you, I wouldn't try. Really? Wait, you're going to put on them the thing you're putting on yourself and then get mad at them we're succeeding or moving forward. One of the other things too is that people will end up speaking to people out of a sheer passion. I have to. I can't not do this. I can't see this problem, this issue anymore. I've got to speak up. And at that time, guess what? It's like literally running into a fire. You're on do mode. You stop thinking. <gasps> Imagine all the things you could do if you stop thinking and just do them. Mm-hmm. You know. So there's that. True. Um, so let's talk a little, you did allude to this about the things that hold people back. So a Mm -hmm. lot of it is the stuff we say to ourselves. And as you repeated a couple of times, and I love that you did that. Those are lies. Those are the lies we tell ourselves to stay in a very small comfort zone. Yeah. Everything we want comfort zone. Yep. Is outside that comfort zone. Exactly. And then when you step out of it, you look back at your comfort zone and wonder, why did I stay there? This is so much better. Mm-hmm. But it's, again, you got to come out of that. Stop lying to yourself. Stop listening to the people who lie to you because mm-hmm. they're lying to you because they've lied to themselves. Public speaking is a skill. Mm-hmm. It is a skill. It can be learned just like tying your shoe, cooking, driving. It is a skill. Go get trained. Go learn it. There are tips and there are tricks there are a bazillion people out there who can help you, but you got to get up and get out. My mom used to say all the time, you sitting in the driveway does not make you a car. You talking to people in the street does not make you a public speaker. Mm-hmm. Just because you can open your mouth and words fall out, that doesn't necessarily make you a public speaker. That makes you have an ability to talk. Mm-hmm. But public speaking is different. It's a skill. You're doing it for a reason. Whether you're trying to persuade, to encourage, to entertain, there are reasons behind it. 
And if you're going to do it and do it well, not only do you have to have a good reason, but you really want to have some takeaways and an end point. Why are you doing this? Who is it for? What is your takeaway? What's your end game? How should they feel after listening to you? That's the skill part. Anybody Ooh, can talk. I love all that. Do. I love it. So let's get into that. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about why people don't, right? Mm-hmm. We it, Often mm-hmm. it's just fear. It's the stuff we tell ourselves about not being able to do it. And you know, mm-hmm. there are personality traits. I tend to be more um, extroverted. So talking to people comes easier to me. It doesn't mean that public mm-hmm. speaking is always the easiest, but right. engaging people, I, I'm, I, it comes relatively easy. Sometimes people are more introverted and talking to people, especially groups of people can be really scary. So I don't want to say that it's all lies because some of it is personality stuff. I happen to have two kids. One is a screaming extrovert. One is a screaming introvert. Um, And then there's the ambiverts in the middle, right? The people who can do really well at public speaking and being in groups, but then they need the time to recover and center and have that downtime, right? Mm -hmm. To be able to do the things that bring them joy, which tend to be quieter, solitary things, right? Mm -hmm. And so that factors in for sure too. But being an ambivert or being an introvert does not mean you can't speak to people. I love what you said. It is a skill set. It's Mm -hmm. a skill set that you can learn and with practice, you can actually get quite good at. And when you're good at it, it comes so much easier. Yeah. And you build your confidence too. I like what you said about the introverts, extroverts. That's that's another one of those public speaking myths. So I wrote a book last year, a couple of years ago, and it's Mm -hmm. called Public Speaking Tips and Myths. And that's one of the myths is that introverts cannot be good public speakers. That is a big fat lie and a myth. Because like you said, just because I like quiet things doesn't mean I don't have a purpose, a passion, a mission, and a message. It's just that I have to learn to do it different. It's You know what it reminds me of? People that have, um, what's the reading? Dyslexia. Mm-hmm. People with dyslexia, guess what? They can still read. Mm-hmm. They just have to learn tips and things to do it differently. It's the same thing with an introvert speaker. You can still stand up in front of a crowd of 10 thousand people and talk. You just have to learn to do it differently. Mm -hmm. I love that because that's so empowering, right? Mm -hmm. When you hear somebody say you can, it's just a matter of learning some skills that takes away a lot of the scary. You don't have to be born a speaker. Now, again, for some people, it comes much more naturally. Sure. For others, it's been learned and we don't always know the difference between them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? you can't See, always that's tell. A, that's another one of those myths. They're, you're you're a natural born speaker. No, you're not. No, you're not. You didn't naturally. You weren't born knowing how to tie your shoes. Mm-hmm. Just be, again, like I said earlier, just because you can talk to people doesn't make you a public speaker. But understand this about what public speaking is. A lot of people think that public speaking is I'm on a stage talking to ten thousand people and they're screaming my name. Yeah, well, okay, whatever. Public speaking has changed. Because you and I right now, what we're doing, this is still considered public speaking. Mm -hmm. With the advent of the internet and yay Zoom and Skype and all those fun things, you can now literally speak your your purpose, your mission, your passion to thousands of people just like this. 
So though it's just me and you chatting, this is still a public speaking medium. Mm-hmm. You know, you have those people that are on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Kids Advocate, everywhere. Guess what? They're public speaking too. Why? How do you know? They are only in a room by themselves, but their message goes out in some cases to millions of people. Mm-hmm. Public Absolutely. speaking is different, y'all. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I love that this is it's empowering. That's what I really want is for people to walk mm-hmm. away and say, I was scared and nervous about this before I got here. And now mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, maybe I can do this. Whatever this thing is you want to do, whoever it is you need to speak to, to further mm-hmm. your legacy goals, Perfect. then you feel like, okay, I actually could do this. I just mm-hmm. need to do X, Y, and Z to prepare myself. And then mm-hmm. we'll go out and we'll do this. So yeah. I love that. And I hope that that's, that's sort of what people are getting out of this. We got to figure mm-hmm. out what myths there are about it yeah. in order to put that to the side and look at, so what now? So let's talk about yeah. that. So what let's now? Do. Someone says they're listening to this and they think, I have this thing. I have to go and I have to speak to, maybe I need to pitch something to a panel of people. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I need to go talk to my boss about that promotion. Maybe I need to talk to that guy or girl I really like. <laughs> yeah. Right. Somewhere along the way, there's someone that I need to speak to or a group of people. What are mm-hmm. some tips that people mm-hmm. can do to help prepare themselves for that? Oh, that is such a great question. And there are so many tips as well. But let's start from the beginning. Okay. So like you said, you got to go talk to somebody. First things first, take a freaking deep breath, all right? Stop overthinking what it is that you want to be or do. That's the first thing. So breathe, all right? Thank you. Then make sure to outline either in your head or on paper. I'm still a paper person. Me too. What is it that you're hoping to accomplish here? What's your end game? Do you want the raise? Do you want a date? Do you want the money? Do you want somebody to buy your idea? What's your end game? When you discover what your end game is, deconstruct it, work it backwards. Mm -hmm. Another tip, what is the person that you want to communicate to? What is their pain point? Speak to that first. What that will do is put you kind of on an even footing. It makes them a little less um, nervous about having this conversation anyway. And that way it kind of says like, oh, me too. Yep. You know, now we and, feel and connected. Now we're connected. Now we have something in common. Mm-hmm. So now when we have something in common, now we can kind of delve into the meat of the thing. And that sounds like, well, and on that note, blah, 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 move into your thing. Depending on how long you have to speak, make, get your bullet points together. All right. Now, yes, there's a little formula, if you will. If it's if it's a five to 10 minute something, you got one bullet point. Get your life together, okay? This is not the time to rewrite war and peace in your conversation in five minutes. It ain't gonna. So get your one bullet point. If you have a 20 or 30 minute opportunity to speak, maybe have two or three bullet points. But what you're speaking to is not only their pain, their problem, their issue, but you're moving up to what it is that you need, what you want, what your ask is. Mm-hmm. And then you're bringing it all home with a call to action. And this is, as a coach, this is where I find a lot of the speakers miss it. 
they may have a great story. They may have a great bullet points. They have all the things. They forget the call to action. And I tell folks, so I've heard this amazing story of you. What do you need me to do? What I uh, Yeah, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to call you, sign up for your book, uh, go to your website, meet you after class? What do you, what's the call to action? We are people and we will follow the crowd. We just need to know what we're doing. So don't leave people hanging. One of the other things, and this is a little bit more advanced, if you will, but not really. Know your story and be able to tell it in a succinct manner that ties everything in together. Don't come at me because you need money or you have an ask and you're starting to talk to me about the weather. Unless that weather has something to do with your ask, leave it out. Mm -hmm. And those are big things. Tie your story into it. But there's, there's so many things that public speakers can do, whether it's selling from the stage, getting people to move into a direction, hop on my bandwagon. But in order to do it, you got to be able to tie it in. One of the things you said earlier, Michelle, which tickled me is tell a great story. Mm -hmm. I love a good story. That's why we watch movies on hours on end or read anthology books forever. Did you ever get into what is the vampire thing with Edward and no, it? but my students were. Oh, okay. I got into it. Twilight. I knew it was yep. going to come to me. My daughter brought it home and she was a tween at the time. And I was like, uh-uh-uh, let me see what this is. And I started reading it. And she's like, mom, what do you think? I'm all, shh, I'm almost done. <laughs> that woman told an amazing story. Mm-hmm. And not only did I buy her books, I read the books and saw the movies and told people about it. And I'm telling you about it again. Why? Because her story left an impact. Mm -hmm. Will yours? Mm, That's powerful. Um, I would also like to say it's important. I'd add one thing to know your audience. Who are you speaking to? Um, Mm -hmm. And I say that because as a special needs parent, a lot of the people I speak to don't live in my universe. So Mm -hmm. they are not special needs parents. They do not understand my pain points. So part of what I have to do is educate on those Mm. things before I can actually start doing that. So if I know that my audience doesn't live in the same world I do, then Mm -hmm. it's easier to figure out where to start, right? Because I need to share that information. I need to educate on what the challenge is so they can be a part of the solution. And the reality is people like to be a part of a solution. They do. We, we, oh my gosh, we love to be there to say, I was with them. You know, when you were saying that, it made me think of, um, like in your case, as an educator in this particular realm, one of probably your best things that you have is the story mm-hmm. of these kids, of your special kid, who, by the way, is super cute. I'm just putting yeah. that out there. And he um, adores you. You know? Oh, but it's a story. You know, Mm -hmm. what's one of the challenges you have? Because when you start telling a great story, you get people leaning in. Mm -hmm. Now, all of a sudden, you are part of my world. Now you do want to help me because you see where this can go. Now, for you in that case, girl, you've got them. Now, drive them home with what you need, what you want, and give them a great next step. Oh, my gosh. They're ready to go. They're ready. 
So again, for anyone in our audience, whatever it is that you're looking to create, I hope that you're feeling this and extrapolating this into your situation. So what is what is it? What is the reason you need to speak to these people? Do you know what your audience um, has or needs? Do they live in your universe? Is it a different universe? Do you need to do some research on where they're coming from? So if I had to go speak to a group of bankers, I would have to learn to speak banker. I need to know what are some things that are going to, that they can relate to, right? Mm -hmm. How can I build that into what I'm sharing so -hmm. that they can relate to my story? Well, I would probably, in my case, talk about the fact that lots of people who have disabilities live under the poverty line, and that's Mm -hmm. not okay, um, no matter where they are. So again, I'm now speaking into their universe. I'm speaking into what they do. I'm speaking Mm -hmm. into where they are, and I'm sharing where I am and what my Mm -hmm. challenges are. And you're right. At the end, there's got to be a call to action. So here's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm hoping. Perhaps you mm-hmm. can guide me or direct me, or you know, is there a loan that I can apply for? Right? Mm-hmm. Questions mm-hmm. like that. When you ask a question, the human brain is the most amazing thing. We love to answer questions. Yeah, we do. So <laughs> ask a we question. Think we everything. Right. Ask a question, especially if it's in your audience's wheelhouse. Yeah. Ask a question. Mm-hmm. Something a that question. they can mm-hmm. answer. Right. Something that they can say, oh, my gosh, I don't know. Let me do some research on this or gosh, this just came to mind. Or Mm -hmm. now you have a productive conversation that's going in a mutually successful direction. They get something out of it. You get something out of it. Everybody can walk away feeling amazing. Mm -hmm. And that's it. We want to feel amazing. As the speaker, you want to feel like I got it out. They heard me. I was accepted. As an audience member, you want to feel like that really touched me. I got something out of it. I now know what to do. One of the other things, Michelle, that you made me think of is too, in, in knowing your audience, find your stage. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Well, because public speaking has changed, it's no longer just the in-person on stage with 10,000 people. It's no longer just like this on Zoom or whatever. How about a podcast? How about you and I are on a podcast? Mm-hmm. You know, I have one too. Mine's visual. It's there's that. What about a webinar? I don't want anybody to see me. Well, great. There are webinars that you can just put your screens up there and you can That's just right. talk with your amazing voice. <gasps> you don't like being on stage alone? Find a panel to be a part of. Mm-hmm. How about that? Get up there with three or four people on a subject that you're interested in and know about and want to share. Find that stage. Oh, how about this? Instead of being a keynote speaker, because that's what everybody thinks. Why not be a breakout room speaker? Mm-hmm. Well, great. Ease yourself into it. You may have 20 minutes to talk to somebody, a room full of 20 people out of a group of 500. Do you just see what I'm saying? Find the stage where you are comfortable and then get on there and own it. But get your story together. Get your points together. Get your call to action ready. And then there's a whole episode that we do about questions and answers. Because, girl, in public speaking, depending on where or what, people are going to ask you questions. Yes. And you got to be prepared to answer them and be prepared for some of those people. When we do the trainings, we laugh because and and we've all been there where you're doing a training, you're a business owner or teacher in your case back in the day. How many times did you have the one person who would stand up to talk about themselves? Mm -hmm. Well, when I was and I, 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 I has nothing to do with you or your talk, but look at me. 
Mm-hmm. Or what about the person that would stand up and ask you the weirdest question in the whole wide world? Again, having a, where could I actually go and get my dog room? Well, we're talking about math equations. What does that have to do with anything? Or what about the person who challenges your authority? Well, mm-hmm. you know, when I went to school for that, they said, you know, what about those things? Or what about the person who really doesn't have a question, but has a comment that's so long, it may as well have been the top? <laughs> So we teach we teach our clients how to deal with those scenarios as well. There's so much stuff involved. But like I said, y'all, it is a skill. You can learn it. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being a part of the Living Your Legacy podcast community in 2022. We can honestly say 2023 is going to be an exciting year. We've got some new things going on that we'd like to share with you. The Living Your Legacy podcast is now offering advertising spots. We found many entrepreneurs spent lots of money on advertising last year, only to find that they weren't falling in front of their ideal audience. We'd love to help you get your message out. Let's discuss this. Click the link in the show notes to book a time to chat and see if this could be a good fit for you. I love all the things you said. It reminds me of Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm -hmm. He says one of the habits is begin with the end in mind. What Mm -hmm. is it that you want to accomplish, which is exactly what you said. Why are you going into this situation to speak to these people, right? Mm -hmm. And then another thing he said is seek to understand before being understood. That's what I was talking Mm -hmm. about. Know your audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do they understand where you're coming from? Do you need to do a little bit of education as a preamble before you jump into what it is you're looking for? Right. right? Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, have the ask. You got to know what it is that you're hoping to walk out of that situation with. That's right. And seeking those wins as often as possible, not just for yourself, but for the people Mm -hmm. you're working with that you want to work with. Right. Mm -hmm. What's the Mm -hmm. win for them? Because that's yeah. going to also connect them to you and have them feel mm-hmm. good about working with you and saying yes to whatever yeah. it is you were going exactly. in to ask about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you know, it also makes me think of, you know, the show is, it's about legacy. Mm-hmm. All right. When you're talking to your family members, your kids, you half the time don't listen, whatever. Uh-huh. But when you're talking to them, you should be thinking legacy in advance. Mm-hmm. What kind of things are you telling your little ones that you want them mm-hmm. to carry forward? What are you telling your nieces, your nephews, your spouse, your parents? What is it? What legacy? What do you want to leave behind? Well, in order to do that, you're going to have to start talking. Mm -hmm. You got to tell the stories of when Nana was blah, 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 or when you were little, da, da, da. What's your legacy? That should be, in this instance, your end in mind, because your words have power Mm -hmm. and someone is listening. They're going to pull something out of it, whether it's good or bad, you know, make it good by making yourself be understood, be heard, Mm -hmm. understand that public speaking is not just about that. It's not just about you being heard. It's about leaving a lasting impression. And I, on my thing, I'd say this all the time, make an impact on contact. The second you show up and open your mouth, make an impact, Mm -hmm. leave somebody with something. That makes them remember you, that encourages them, that lifts them up, that pushes them forward. Give them something that they too can share. I love that. And I love that it's a positive thought because a lot of times you hear people say, 
the squeaky wheel gets the oil. So if I come in like an ogre, I'm going to get what mm-hmm. I want. If I'm aggressive, if I'm verbally aggressive, if I come in mm-hmm. and you need to, and meh, 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 right? That I'm mm-hmm. going to get what I want. Now, that may work some of the time. Sometimes, depending on what you're doing. Yep. Yeah. And depending on the situation. But it yeah. doesn't work all the time. And if that's your yeah. first point of contact with someone, the reality is they're immediately like, if I never see this person again, I will be perfectly fine. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no, I don't actually want to work with you. And mm-hmm. you mean I would be in this contract with you for X amount of years? Like, mm, I think mm. I'd rather work with someone mm-hmm. else. So yeah. there is something to think about there in how yeah. you approach people. So I love that you said, make it positive, make it uplifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We know this, you know, the person who comes in the door and you're like, oh God, hide. Right. <laughs> You also know the person who comes in the door and you're like, who is that breath of fresh air? I want, I got to know this Mm -hmm. person. Who is that? You Mm want to be them. That's who you want to be. That when you walk in a room, people are Mm -hmm. like, who is this amazing human being? Yeah. I need Mm -hmm. to know that person more. How can I get next to him? That's how I felt when I met you. I felt the same way about you. Plus you were wearing a crown and I was like, that's awesome. And I need to know more about that. It's a whole thing. And I do yeah. have it. I, I keep my crown on my desk. So I do have it at all times. So again, it was really an interesting conversation. And then I want to get mm-hmm. into the fact that we all feel nervous. Oh, Every one of girl. us. So I want to talk a little bit about when you interviewed me on your Faith on Friday show. So I've told my audience before, I am an adoptive mom and a special needs mm-hmm. mom. Both of my boys are a different color than me. They yeah. are people of color and I am a white woman because on the podcast, you can't <laughs> tell this. So this, this is, I am raising boys that are very different than me. And Ricky yeah. and I had a conversation about it in one of our first conversations and it got mm-hmm. pretty deep. And she said, I want to bring you on the show to talk about it. And it really made me nervous. It was deeply yeah. personal for me, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but I wanted to be really careful. I didn't want to alienate anyone in the audience. People have strong feelings about people of other colors raising children of a different color. Um, There are people who have really strong feelings about that. And there's nothing wrong with those strong feelings. They come from Mm. usually a place of great goodness and kindness and concern. Mm. But at the same time, I had this message that I wanted to share and it was my truth and I needed to speak it. And Ricky asked questions that were hard. If you listen Mm -hmm. to the interview, you will actually hear me pause and uh, a lot because this is me thinking, how do I answer that question? And the reality Mm -hmm. is I chose to be honest about what's going on for me. And the fact is, Mm -hmm. as a white woman, I don't have all the answers. I really don't. And Mm -hmm. that was part of what brought us to that conversation was me saying that I seek amazing people who are of color to answer those questions for me, to be my resource people, my reference Mm -hmm. people, my support system, so that I can use their wisdom, their Mm -hmm. guidance, their experience to help me learn and grow and to help my children. And I also Mm -hmm. want my children to see me asking for support. And That's asking good. those questions because it teaches them that it's okay to ask. Yeah. yeah. Right? You don't know everything. And, I don't. And that interview that we did was just so incredibly powerful because like you said, as a white mom raising little brownies, 
And I, being a Black woman, I'm having this conversation with this white woman who's raising brown kids. What could go wrong? It was so good, though. And it was so raw. It was so honest. And I really appreciate it. The fact that you said you were nervous. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting to me because I'm like, this ain't Jeopardy, girl. You know all the answers to every question I'm going to ask you. But I like what you said. You were nervous because you were concerned about your audience. You didn't want to alienate anybody. Mm -hmm. I want to share this with your audience. Keep in mind, 7% of people aren't going to care. They're not going to like you. They're Mm going to boo you no matter what. Do not focus on the 7%. It's the other 90 plus that needs to hear what you have to say. Mm -hmm. That all being said, when you're nervous, and I get nervous. Oh my gosh. I'm like you. I do this all the time. I, I teach people how to do this. I stand in front of people and do this a lot. And every time I kind of feel like I'm going to vomit every time. (laughs) I do because, but I think it's a good thing. If you ever, for me personally, if I ever get up there, I'm like, I totally got this. I'm in trouble. Yep. I agree. If I don't feel nervous, then I don't prepare. And I need to prepare Mm -hmm. myself. Just like you said, be prepared for these conversations. Right. Be prepared Mm -hmm. for what you want to say, how you want to say it. Be prepared for some of these things that you suggested could come Mm -hmm. up. I mean, often they don't, but sometimes they do. And so you should, you know, be prepared. Be ready. Going to come at you out of left field for sure. Like Um, I said, like teachers say, it's like homework. It's better to need it and it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Be ready, y'all. Yep. Be ready. And so, <laughs> and being nervous is good because it just reminds mm-hmm. you that there's a there's still room to grow. There's oh, still stuff that. to learn. There's mm-hmm. still like those butterflies. When I get them, yeah. I know I'm on the right track. Yeah. Same. Right. I, 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 every time. It, every time. It's a good thing. But it's 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 and it's not necessarily nervousness and what you have to do sometimes for me to change that around because if you find yourself getting nervous there are other physiological things that will happen you have shortness of breath your your throat will tighten your mouth gets dry you feel there's so many things but again that's stuff that we teach and talk about but when you're when you're nervous change that around it's not nervous because you're scared you're nervous because you're excited You're nervous because what you know you have to share is going to be so incredibly impactful. You're nervous because you're thrilled to meet these amazing people. So change the narrative. You know, we look at nervousness sometimes with a negative connotation. It's not always bad. It isn't. I agree. When we we switch it around, we switch around the words that we use with ourselves. Mm -hmm. There's power in that, too. That's exactly right. right. Maybe you are maybe you are meeting people who are wealthy Mm -hmm. and powerful and this is new to you. And it's okay Mm -hmm. to say this is my first time and I'm a little nervous because you know what? That actually draws people to you because they remember their first time. Their first time. And when they they felt nervous. That's right. And and usually you'll get responses like, it's okay. I remember my first time. It was so bad. Like people will start to try and reassure you because they're telling you their story. That, right? Mm -hmm. And now you have a rapport that you can ease into your conversation. Don't feel like you have to walk in like the expert in the room. If that's not how you're feeling, honesty creates yeah. honesty. Mm-hmm. I've always it found does. that when I'm honest with people, I get honest responses. Yeah. Back. It yeah. breaks the ice. It takes, 
you know, maybe the chill out of the room, if you will, it makes Mm -hmm. me feel a little better. And then we can just move into what we're doing and I feel better. And honestly, it only lasts for about, I don't know, eight seconds. If that, as soon as you start talking, you're already in the flow. It reminded me of something else that you said reminded me of the imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. You know, you're talking to wealthy people, you're talking to doctors, you're talking, and all of a sudden you feel like, oh my God, they're going to know. They're going to (laughs) know. Let me help you. They're not going to (laughs) know. They ain't going to know unless you tell them. Or they don't care. They recognize that you're not the expert and that you're there to ask for something. And they're like, it's okay. You're here for my knowledge and expertise. Not Mm -hmm. a problem. I get that you are the expert. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. So, and it's okay. You know, and it's so important if whatever it is that you're passionate about. And and I'd love to, you know, speak to business owners because I I say this about my business owners' clients. They are so amazing at what it is they do, Mm -hmm. at the reasons they got into business. They suck at telling people what they do and why they got into business. Mm -hmm. That's where I come in. Amazing. (laughs) And I love that. And I know that in the notes that you sent me, you have a freebie for people. So tell us a little about that. Because if they're not already interested in you, like I am, they will be when they hear this. So (laughs) tell us, what is the freebie you got? Sure. So again, public speaking is a skill that everyone can learn. So to start you on your learning journey, go over to our website at stratustrains.com and download our free, free top five public speaking tips. Plus, we got some other stuff in there for you as well to help you along your public speaking journey. Let's start there first. Love that. So if you were listening to all this and you're like, this is amazing. I still am not really sure we're going to where to start, this free tips guide is going to be a great way to help you get yourself kickstarted. Now, if somebody has gotten that and they've looked it over and they've gone to your website and they're still thinking, but I think I might need more help, how can people find you? Oh my gosh. I Here's the thing. On social media, if you look up Ricky Smith and you can't find me, then you're not looking. But you can set up a free, another freebie, y'all. Set up a free connect with me 15 20 minutes let's talk about what you want to do what you've been doing and where you think you need the help and see if maybe i'd be a good fit to help you out but just go to our website and click on connect with me love to meet you as well i love that because the reality is ricky is a great conversationalist we've talked about Mm -hmm. everything from hair to parenting biracial children to clothes Shoes. shoes You name it, we've had conversations about it and we'll continue to have conversations. Ricky is one of my favorite people. Mm -hmm. I love connecting with her. And truly, she does know. I have seen Ricky not just as a podcaster and her show. I have seen her on stage speaking to hundreds of people. And I was super impressed with how natural she was, with how she collected the whole audience from the second she walked on the stage. I mean, before she even opened her mouth, she had us all wondering, oh, what is going to happen? What's she going to say? <laughs> and it was the most amazing thing. And so if you are looking to maybe learn a few tips, just a couple to get yourself started, Ricky's your gal. If you're looking to, you've been speaking to people forever, maybe you're a C-suite executive and you want to fine tune your skills to move up and do more, Ricky's your gal. So I really recommend if you're looking at all this and thinking, 
there is somebody or a group of people I need to speak to about my own legacy. I want to do it properly. I want to walk out of there feeling really successful. I want to achieve a good result. Now, sometimes you may have to speak to different groups of people till you achieve the right result, right? It doesn't always work out with the first group of people you speak to. Um, but if you want to learn how to do that, how to prepare yourself, how to practice at home, how to all those practical things that can help you reach the goals you have set for yourself, then I highly recommend taking Ricky up on that free offer. Get in there, book a spot, have a conversation with her, take advantage of those free tips and check it out. Now, for those of you who are listening, perhaps on the go, all the links to be able to find Ricky will be in the show notes. Do not try to write any of this down while you're driving. Safe driving, everybody. Um, or if you're walking and you're in the forest and you don't have a pen, don't worry about it. Um, it's all going to be in the show notes. I highly recommend that you reach out and connect with Ricky. Find out some more about how you can help you achieve the legacy that you're really striving to achieve. We know, as, as Ricky said at the beginning, Public speaking is a skill set. It can be learned. It can be grown. It just takes a little time. It takes some guidance. It takes a little practice. And you too can achieve the success you want. And public speaking doesn't have to be the number one fear anymore. We can all be afraid of taxes instead. <laughs> so for everybody out there, I want to just, I want to thank you, Ricky, so much for being on the show. As always, it's such a pleasure talking to you. It is my joy, my pleasure, my friend. I appreciate you. And for everybody listening, just want to remind you that Ricky and I think you are awesome. Go out and start living your legacy today. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Together, we can inspire more people to start living their legacy too. And let's keep the conversation going. We would love to hear all about your journey in living your legacy and support you along the way. Join our Facebook community, Living Your Legacy Podcast, where we connect, collaborate, and celebrate each other. Can't wait to see you there.